The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for joining us today on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Now, as you gentlemen certainly know, in America these days, we're currently in an election cycle. And in fact, it's one of the more interesting ones we can probably remember. And you wonder, the question always comes up, you know, does God take sides in partisan politics? You know, could you imagine what party he might be a member of if he was, you know, be interested? Don't mean to be facetious, because I think God probably practices cosmic neutrality. But we also know that the Ascended Masters have had a hand in the development of many different models of government, particularly the grand experiment we know of as America with its Republican form of government and, of course, the Center Master Ideals. So let's kind of go there first. What sort of a government do you think, if God had a choice in the matter, he would choose? Well, I think God wants a government where people are free to pursue their spiritual path. I mean, that's the absolute key. And, of course, that's the cornerstone of the founding of America. Why did people come here? They wanted religious freedom. And so I think that I believe God would support those that um, that form of government or that place where uh, an individual was free to pursue his own God identity. And, and I think we would agree that a core principle would be truth. Yeah, yeah. truth and honor. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, honor, I think, uh, goes right along with truth, but it, it's got to be based on that. Well, it, you know, obviously, for any government to, to uh, last, it has to have the cornerstone <clears throat> of those things. And essentially, George Washington said, if we ever lose our connection to religion, and you think in terms of religion, of devotion to God and morals and so forth, then this government will not stand. And I think we can see what happens, because if you have no rules, if you have no guidelines, then everything's okay. (laughs) And if everything's okay, you're not standing for anything. Uh, It becomes a a, a controlled form of anarchy. Well, I think we've, in our studies of the Ascended Masters, we understand that the, the, the the, the role of government should be to support the soul's initiation, soul freedom, that as the microcosm and macrocosm, as you look at it anyway, that it is all about getting the soul home. So the government should be aiding and abetting this rather than confronting it or confounding it. Well, and there are roles for government, obviously, the common defense and so forth. I think what the, the challenge is sometimes is besides freedom for religion, we have to have the freedom for our karma to return. And um, that may sound funny, but how can you balance karma if it doesn't return? And if the government so controls things that you can't experience your own karma, either by limiting what you can acquire in the world or accomplish in the world, or providing things you need to provide for yourself. So it's interesting that freedom is the freedom of the soul, it's freedom to succeed, and it's freedom to fail. And both are key components because 
obviously, sometimes our failures are the greatest goads to our future successes. So a good government would grant opportunity rather than deny it. Yeah, deny it or limit it, you know, and put restrictions on it. And well, we think about government sometimes, we include dictatorships, yeah. tyranny, yeah. you know, various forms of autocratic, you know, leadership. Well, the interesting thing about the word government is it represents, it, what it means is God over men. And those who are the representatives of the people are the gods over men. And hmm. so it's, it's a very interesting word. I mean, it, it, it's not an accidental word, let's put it that way. You know, it's interesting, but one thing Thomas Jefferson said, he said, we must have an educated and informed electorate for us to survive as a nation. And, of course, you know, the quote-unquote dumbing down of America means people don't vote through an understanding or a wisdom in terms of government and actions and what works and doesn't work, but maybe responding to emotional um, you know, rhetoric and so forth instead of what's really needed in this country. Boy, and you talk about dumbing down. I mean, you know, they don't, they don't say the Pledge of Allegiance. They don't study the history of the founding of the nation. They don't, uh, they're not taught cursive writing anymore. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Well, and probably at the core of that, they don't teach critical thinking. Because among other things, one of the responsibilities of somebody who is governed properly is to question that authority. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but to recognize they have the freedom to do so, the freedom of expression, freedom of speech freedom of religion. We're so fortunate here to have these freedoms, and we can see that if we are not vigilant, they become eroded. Yeah. It happens in education, as it's happening in politics. It happens culturally. We see, you know, we've talked about this in pre- previous shows, with the media, entertainment, they gradually erode our moral compass. And if we don't express the opposite to that, it goes away. And you know we have, we, have a, we have a responsibility. In other words, one of the reasons that we have allowed ourselves to be dumbed down is that we have allowed ourselves to begin to destroy our four lower bodies with various substances, and we've covered that in, <laughs> in you know, in other programs. But you know, when we, when we're drugged up and we're uh, one thing and another, uh, we're just not susceptible to the the finer thoughts that God is well, trying and, to send to us. And here's an irony that this is our free will choice. Yes, that's right. You know, we have the freedom to make those bad choices. You know, one of the challenges for a Republican form of government or a democracy or a blend of those two is at some point that people realize that they can elect people that will give them things. <laughs> and yeah. so this works in the short term, mm-hmm. but obviously in the long term it ends up bankrupting the country. And Again, this goes back to certain standards, certain moral values, and that are so crucial for the survival of government. Because if we don't have a, a way to um, control how we act, how can we even get along with our neighbors? I mean, right now in America, there's a tremendous division between the two political sides. I mean, they're hardly talking to each other. Yeah, I mean, I think the right. gulf is greater, certainly, in, in, in my lifetime than it's ever been. And clearly, we're all Americans, but right now, we're not acting like it. And so we become a divided country. And, of course, we know what happens when that occurs. Well, yeah. you mentioned a moment ago about writing that check. And I think it was de Tocqueville, but I'm not sure you can correct me out there if you, if you know. But I think to paraphrase him, he said, when, once the people understand that they can write a check to get what they want, we're toast. Yeah. He didn't say, I don't think he said the toast word. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't use the toast Probably didn't, word. But they had it then. Oh, my gosh. But this, this is hundreds of years ago. This was when, this is a European philosopher, thinker, I assume he's probably a politician who understood the very the nature of the, the human beast, the you human know, being, is to do that, to, to say, okay, free, free stuff, great. 
I mentioned uh, before we went on the air that uh, when I got drafted into the service back in the early 60s, uh, we were given, a, 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 I was in the Army, we were given a training manual that very clearly described the difference between a republic and a democracy. And uh, I am amazed. I mean, they don't issue that training manual today. <laughs> no but surprise. But it's, it's very, very clear. The republic is representative government. The democracy is is basically mob rule or 51% or that sort of thing. And so, you know, we have very clear choices, you know. Well, it, go ahead. No, I was going to say, you know, what happens is people get so caught up in their lives, whether it's entertainment. I mean, some people, their lives are fantasy sports leagues, you know. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> you know, things that distract them or trying to make money. Um, and so people neglect how important it is to take, have a voice in government. Because if you don't have a voice, then you're essentially giving in to whatever comes your way. And so that's why, whether it's in America or any country in the world, we need to speak up for what is right and true. Because if people don't hear the truth, how can they act on it? Right. So yeah. it's very important we be involved. And, of course, the other component is, is spiritual, you know, if, uh, in terms of our prayers and our calls for, for the victory of, of, of the light. And, and getting back to what you were saying, Tom, you know, what's God's will? You know, and it, you can't say it's the right wing. You can't say it's the left wing because God will choose whatever, wherever is truth. And so you have to have that uh, ability to ascertain where the truth is and support that. Well, and I think since this is, of course, Ascended Master Radio, let's look more specifically at what the masters would encourage us to do at a time like this. No matter where we are in, in the world, if we're in an election cycle and we have some very important choices to make, we know, of course, we can decree, we can pray. And we don't necessarily have to get out there and become activists. But what do they encourage us to do as a matter of course in order to navigate these choices that we have faced with? Well, we need to educate ourselves, clearly. And I think the, uh, the masters, I believe, would like to see the general populace more educated on issues. Because, again, if people knew better, they would do better. Because a lot of times, of course, the message is controlled by those that want to expound a certain viewpoint or a certain perspective. And, of course, from the Ascended Master's viewpoint, um, let's take the issue of abortion, okay? Many people say, well, it's my body. When it's a woman's body, she can do what she wants with it. Well, from a human point of view, maybe you can't argue that. But if you understand the context of the spirituality of the soul, and, you know, these bodies are on loan from God. Right. We don't own them. They're from God. And that people need to come into embodiment, not only for their own um, evolution, but also uh, for the people that are having them. And so, you know, everything is divine order, but if you don't have that perspective, um, then you might be swayed by the argument that, you know, from a spiritual point of view, just is not true. Yeah. You know, we have a concept here that we've used in the news before, which is the low information voter. You may be familiar with that term. There was a study uh, recently um, released that asked people of certain college age, I think they were in their late teens, early 20s, to answer some simple questions like, how did Washington, D.C. get its name? They couldn't answer the question. Of course, now, for those of you who are not in America, of course, we're talking about George Washington, <laughs> the, the father of our country. But it was really uh, an eye-opener for me to realize that people are, are not educated. They're very ill-informed. And as you just said, um, Sid, that's one of the things they would encourage us to do is to become informed, to become educated, to know what the choices really mean and the implications of the choices that we make. Because otherwise, we make wrong choices. Even though we have good intentions, if we don't 
really understand things. And of course, from our perspective, we think the spiritual perspective is absolutely key because it's not only because we make karma individually, but countries make karma. Oh, gosh. And so here America has given them this tremendous opportunity. It's a sponsored nation by the Ascended Masters. And obviously, whether you're American or non-American, a lot of things that have happened in this country have been, have been, you know, not good. Let's put it that way, to put it mildly. (laughs) And so there's a karma that nations make as well. And, I, you know, you get the leaders you deserve. You magnetize by your own karma. You know, it's like you magnetize your spouse or whatever or your family members by who you are. We magnetize the government that we're going to get in the leaders. And, of course, in America now, a lot of people feel we don't have the best choice. Uh, for the office of president. And so, you know, why is that? I mean, that's a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it harkens back to uh, why, why were the Israelites uh, uh, lorded over by a pharaoh? And there must have been some sort of a previous karma that required that that happen. Well, I, you know, that's one way of looking at it, that we, we get what we deserve. Yeah. Um, but I think individually, when we're working towards a goal, especially our soul's reunion with the heart of God, that we are on that trajectory regardless of who's leading us. Right. Regardless of whatever form of government we have. I mean, good or bad, we still have a certain personal accountability. And we can always change course, you know. We have, uh, you know, we have handwriting on the wall, and that's, <laughs> well, that's prophecy. And I think, too, you know, we, we're great believers in the will of God. I mean, who wants to argue against the will of God? Exactly and right. And so <laughs> even if you're not sure, well, who is the best person to come forth now? And even, you know, the best of what we have, if it is, or whatever, you know. So you really call for God's will. And we can have personal preferences. We have to go in the voting booth. We have to vote for somebody if we choose to. But always call for God's will and ask for God's intercession. Because remember, that's a core teaching of the Ascended Masters, is the angels and the masters cannot intercede unless we ask them to do so. So we have the free will to ask for God's will in this nation. And for all the decisions by the Supreme Court, by acts of Congress, in the elections, not just in this country, but every nation on this planet, call forth the will of God. And I remember many years ago there was a dictation where I think it was Mother Mary said that in some nations there wasn't a single person to make the calls for God's will. So wherever you are, you hold an important office and you don't have to two sides, just call for God's will. Well, after we take a short break, we'll listen to an excerpt um, from a lecture actually by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the relationship between God's will and government. So please don't go away. We'll be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for anytime, anywhere access, and anyone can join. 
Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Today we're talking about good government and God's will. And in the following interview with Elizabeth Claire Prophet, she talks about that very subject. What is the uh, relationship between government and God's will? And what is the Ascended Master ideal for government? Here is Elizabeth Clare Prophet, and our interviewer is Doug Kenyon. We left off yesterday talking about El Moya's ideas for government. Could you tell us a bit more about those? You know, the closeness of the American people to El Moria is nowhere more evident than in their intense concern for government, which has been from the very beginning the participation of all people. Al Moria has written this document that I think is so marvelous, a white paper from the Darjeeling Council table. And in this white paper, he proceeds to analyze what our attitude should be toward government because government and its correct functioning is the direct manifestation of our dedication to the will of God. Government is the will of people of the governed by their representatives and without this we cannot proceed on the path of true religion or true science. He says so many are the mysteries of life, so many are the powers of love, yet the dust seems to be more their choice than the destiny God ordained. Now there is a remnant and the remnant is one of hope and these are responsive hearts. But the great cosmic net must reach into the deep and find them out. We must draw many to the higher pilaster. We must amplify the filaments of light in the body bulbs of those who are the true seed of God. We must protect and direct. Yet the veil of obscurity is very, very heavy. While man's concern for his ecology mounts, what shall I say is happening to the soul within? The moral standard, recognition of the plane of spirit, listening to the music of the stars and the spheres, creating that tie of cosmic identity which is the fort of the will of God. 
These are the strong banners we raise. You'll remember, Doug, that El Moria is our own personal guru. He is the ascended master who founded the Summit Lighthouse. He says, Now we compliment those who have assisted in the expansion of the light beams from the Summit Lighthouse. Those who perceive our reality standing behind the printed word. Those who understand that the messengers and staff are glad servants, a veil of flesh through which we indicate strands of the holy pattern. Turning his attention to the world scene, Moria wrote, Noting the widening schisms, the deliberately maneuvered divisions being created through the dichotomies of mind and spirit in the total world order today, it is my desire to speak from our level concerning our viewpoint and our intent. Those who would set nation against nation, those who would set people against people, those who would point the accusing finger of one religion at another, by so doing create that fracture in consciousness which is a destructive, negative spiral. May I then set forth so that all may hear me once and for all the policy of the Summit Lighthouse sponsored by the Great White Brotherhood. As the brother of humble service who assisted in the pangs of birth, may I now order the promulgation of our statement of policy and see that this shall reflect our thoughts both now and in the future. It is well known that there are in the world millions who are labeled left-wing. There are other millions labeled right-wing. There are others who choose, in some degree of human pride, I might add, the position of the middle of the road. May I say that we do not espouse any of these causes, and may I tell you why. This, to me, was the most refreshing aspect of Elmoria's consciousness when I encountered him. I found that I could be free to support the will of God anywhere in the political spectrum. I didn't have to be right-wing, left-wing, middle-of-the-road. I could see the will of God and be a chila of this guru and yet be directly involved with government in America and in every nation. So Moria to me is the great liberator of my soul from partisan politics. And being a political science major, I found this to be a wonderful solution to a difficult problem. He writes, the magnitude of cosmic Christ's service is such that we cannot identify ourselves or our movement with one confined to a secular slice of opportunism. Those who desire to sell many copies of their magazine espouse controversial subjects, knowing that half of the people in the world will probably subscribe to their view. They play the percentages and to them life is a wheel of roulette. From our level we can scarcely engage in such conduct. We choose then not to favor any of these positions, but rather to recognize the whole spectrum from right to left, including the middle of the road, as the valley of reality where truth may appear mingled with error. Ours is not to create division, and the Summit Lighthouse, our organization, reflects those goals which are sound and strengthening to the human spirit. May I say in all cosmic honor that there are virtuous causes across the whole range of human endeavor, but there are many that are unvirtuous, unrighteous, deceptive, and wrongly motivated. We cannot identify with any, for our purpose is not to be popular, 
but to be truthful and to embrace those spiritual causes which will enable the soul itself to expand its life. I have not denied that the poor, as Jesus said, are with you always. I have not denied man's right to fulfill those social needs which to some have become a way of spiritual service. Likewise, we clearly see that among the traditions of men there are many a virtue, albeit sometimes sagging, that ought to be upheld. But where shall we position the timbers? We cannot identify with the right or the left, and we cannot identify with the middle of the road. I think then we see that the position of the ascended masters is not to ratify any human position, not to tell us that we are right, but to tell us to be wed to truth rather than personalities, platforms, because these always represent a mingling of truth and error. And what we must strive to do is to isolate truth and then champion it wherever it is found. And since all men and women have a creative potential to bring forth an element of God, then we should test what is brought forth by the standard of the will of God which we all have within us. And as God gives us the wisdom and the gift of vision to see and to know that will. How do we do that? Well, it is always by the reconsecration of our day and our life to that will, calling to God, kneeling in very intense prayer before we go to sleep at night, that God will realign our consciousness and we should dedicate the next day to God every night. And then while we sleep, God will purify our souls, purify our motives, give us solutions to problems. We tune into the cosmic mind, which is just like a fantastic cosmic computer. It releases us through the night. All that we need to deal with the challenges of the coming day, especially should our leaders and representatives realize that they have a supreme duty to meditate upon this will of God and to be untied even to their own personal preferences and unbound by political commitments and be bound solely by and to this will of God which will surely come forth and inspire consciousness if we open ourselves to it. Do the masters influence our leaders? Almoria has kind of chuckled when he has told us of the many leaders that he has worked through, perhaps leaders that we would not particularly vote for, but he says whoever is in office, we must work with. He says spiritual knowledge is the highest knowledge and takes into account the total compass of the brotherhood of man. For example, when we make a pronouncement that seems to sanction one or the other, and as I've said before, the garment of righteousness must run the whole spectrum, we find ourselves being labeled, and our outer voice of cosmic reason, the summit lighthouse, being labeled also. The choice we make then is to render the greatest service to all men and women upon the planet, wherever they appear on the social scale, from the poorest to the wealthiest, from the weakest to the strongest, from the most unspiritual to the most spiritual, from the foolish to the wise. We must serve them all. And when Almoria says weed, he's talking about the Darjeeling Council and all of the Ascended Masters. And he says, unless we do, we have fallen short of our divine office. When human reform is needed, let us be about our Father's business, but let us put the brakes on those unfortunate situations which literally tear from man the vital energies of his life, leaving him a profitless servant.
Have the masters had a great deal to do with the development of this country? The masters, through St. Germain, have sponsored America to be a pilot nation for the Republican form of government, for representative government, according to the inner path of initiation, whereby those who have had the greatest attainment in the Christ consciousness would rise to the position of being not simply political figures, but statesmen and great examples to the people of virtue and the great virtues not only of religious leaders of the past, but of Socrates and Plato and the great philosophers and scientists, integrity being one's determination to be wed to a cause with nobility, love, purity, and so forth. This is what we need in America and in every nation today, and of course, the Ascended Masters do sponsor every nation as the leaders of the nations are responsive to their vibrations. Then I gather that the resemblance between the Republican form of government and hierarchy as you describe it is no coincidence. It is not a coincidence, but you know, El Moria has said it really doesn't matter what the form of government. Any form of government can work when the basic principle of the integrity of the soul and the soul's relationship to God is maintained, and when the rulers be it the single enlightened despot or a committee or a, a larger group or the people themselves, when the governing body considers its supreme obligation to safeguard the individual's right to become one with God. Thank you very much. Now, that is an awesome thought to leave you with before we go to break, that the supreme obligation of our leaders is safeguarding the individual's right to become one with God. Back in a moment. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, 
and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And yes, we are back. Thanks for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about good government and God's will. And so perhaps to review, we could say that good, good government or God government should be focused on truth on God's will, on accountability, and on the opportunity to seek and experience freedom. And I think with a certain moral standard. Mm-hmm. We have to have some guidelines in terms of our behavior. Because if we don't, then, quote-unquote, anything goes. You know, it's, it's like, well, used to be we did it this way, now we do it this way. What that implies is there's no standard. Right. And the standard was true at the time of Jesus and as it is today. And so there must standard must be kept to have successful God government. And once you take away those standards, then, you know, we have the decline and fall of the Roman Empire, basically, <laughs> yeah. uh, where anything went, so to speak. So it becomes inevitable. If you, if, you know, Amoria says he's a student of history. And so if you understand history, you can understand the decline of civilizations and what happens when they u- lose the original ethic that brought them t- together and allowed them to work together then things start to come apart. You know, you, you were talking earlier in the show about the necessity, I think, for being well-educated. Mm-hmm. And that I think in the terms of the, the maturation process, the educational process, there's a, a great, perhaps facetious saying that I remember from when I was growing up that said that if you're not a liberal by the time you're 20, you have no heart. You're still a liberal by the time you're 30, you have no brain. <laughs> and I, th- I thought about that a lot and I realized that it combines two things. You know, we are not just the heart. We're not just the head. We have the capacity to feel, to know, to experience, and to grow. And part of the process of growing up and becoming more educated as a, a voter is well, just to know what you're about and know, understand things. Well, if you look at the founding fathers of the United States, they were all well-educated in the classical tradition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mrs. Prophet mentioned Plato and Socrates and so forth and the great thinkers. So they had that foundation whereby they could formulate something that had never been done before, certainly in modern history, uh, of a democracy, of a republic, mm-hmm. and how it would work. And, of course, it wasn't smooth as silk, as we all know. There <laughs> no. was a lot of give and take, but there was a, a, a direction that because of people's education, their understanding, they had a common ground to work together. And now we don't have that. You know, my daughter goes to a, what's called a classical school, where, and she brings home and she's, she reads the original words of Plato. She's in seventh grade. It reads Plato, reads Socrates, the original work, oh, not wow. just someone talking about them. And she finds it a little dry, to put it mildly, but that's not the point. <laughs> it's part of an education so people can learn to think for themselves. And in this country, unfortunately, many people are thinking like the media tells them how to think. And that's not going to get us where we want to go. Yeah. And, and, you know, even at the time of the founding of, of our country. You were because, there. <laughs> <laughs> I was there. And I remember that Philadelphia <laughs> event. Um, 
Well, our, our founding fathers were even bickering back and forth. I mean, they knew mm-hmm. that they wanted to separate from England, but they were still bickering back and forth. So what did it take? It took St. Germain in a miraculous way to appear in the balcony and command them to sign that document. <laughs> yeah, the Declaration. The de- Declaration of Independence. And the doors were locked. No one saw him come in. The doors were locked. No one saw him leave. It was a miraculous uh, uh, precipitated uh, ascended master, and it was necessary because of all the bickering that was going on. Well, I think we have to understand, too, that where the light bearers are, and we think of someone of a George Washington, it was just a handful of people, really, that guided this country. Unfortunately, we have the fallen angels who are an embodiment, and, and this is, I know, a new thought perhaps to some of you, but they want to come in and get a piece of the action, too. So if you study the, the life of Washington, he was betrayed a number of times by other generals yes. you know, that clearly were interested in their own good and not that of the nation. So it was a very few people that really made the difference in this country, but because of the sponsorship of St. Germain, we were able to achieve, achieve that. So it doesn't take, you know, in this country, 300 million people uh, to do everything right, but it takes a certain core of people that understand the truth and can act on it and get those in our society, whatever the political spectrum of the art can respond to it because they know there's truth there. That's well, right. And, and imagine the level of enlightenment that must be part of this process where we're talking about, and again, I'm reflecting back on what we heard from Mrs. Prophet, that the supreme obligation of our leaders is safeguarding the individual's right to become one with God. And have you had one, heard one person say that in the election that oh. we're having in this country right now? <laughs> I mean, maybe they can't get a, to they'd be labeled a, a religious extremist if they said that. Probably belong to a cult. But people, people are more yeah. concerned with their pocketbook um, than they are with protecting the integrity of this nation and sustaining it over time. You know, I wonder if people knew they were going to reincarnate in this country in the future, if their attitude to how things are going today <laughs> might be different. I'd say, I'd say a lot. They have a vested interest. Well, you know, there's something else that uh, I think bears repeating. We're talking about the will of God uh, throughout this entire discussion. And uh, one of the things that Mrs. Prophet said was to, to do the right thing, to know what God's will is, you realign yourself daily. You, recon- you reconsecrate yourself daily to the will of God. You go to bed with that thought in your mind. You wake up renewed and refreshed, ready to once again align yourself and focus on God's will. And, you know, uh, one of the things I made a little note of is uh, one of the things that people can do is they can make a call that in accordance with God's holy will, certain leaders are taken to etheric retreats at night to be studied uh, or to study, you know, truthful, honest, virtuous uh, character Mm -hmm. uh, and and then be able to bring that back down. And they have the courage to act on it. And that's the key, see. And to not worry about being popular but be truthful. Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a tough one because oh. obviously everybody's thinking about the next election cycle. Sure. And, um, but it can be done. There are people in our Congress that have integrity, are honest. I won't say how many there are because I don't know, but, you know, but they're overshadowed. And the whole idea of politics and, you know, the give and take, which can have its place as it did with the founding mm-hmm. fathers, as long as it's not taken over uh, by dishonesty and trading at the expense of the people. That's right. Well, do you remember that statement that was made again in that uh, interview about the uh, representative government according to the inner path of initiation? Once again, we keep coming back to this. That's such a high and lofty position to take. 
but it is the one to take. It but is. nobody's being taught that, Tom. Exactly that's the, right. That's the challenge, that there is a spiritual basis uh, not only for life, but how we act, how we interact with each other and so forth. And again, without the understanding of you know, uh, karma and reincarnation, um, it's, it's harder to see those things. You can still see them and act on them, but if you have the idea of karma and reincarnation, know that what goes around comes around at every level, then you might do things differently. Well, like you said, if we, if we knew coming, we we're going to come back to this, <laughs> would we want to set the table this way? Probably not. Yeah, and, you know, people, again, will, will magnetize the people they want. Um, and so if someone will promise them everything, I mean, <laughs> one of the topics in the American election right now is free education for everybody. But I don't hear people talking how that's going to be paid for. But it's obviously very appealing. You know, if you're getting ready to go to college and you don't want to come out of college with $100,000 in student debt, boy, that's, that's a nice thought, isn't it? <laughs> so, you know, we have to get deeper into these things to understand uh, there's no free lunch politically, and there's no free lunch from God. Um, we have His grace and His kindness, but we have to work, and we have to strive, and we have to do our part to bring forth that which we want here. Well, you know, it's perhaps a truism to say this, but we feel better about ourselves when we earn what we get. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know... Uh, the, just the definitions of, of certain words now. I mean, the word illegal doesn't really mean illegal anymore. <laughs> it's, it's become legal. I mean, there are people in this country that are not citizens that are getting driver's license, driver's licenses. They're able to vote. They're getting uh, Medicare, Medicaid. They're getting free this, free that, one thing or another. And they're not a part of this country. I, I don't understand how, how it's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope for sure. You know, I had an attorney tell me recently that one thing she noticed over the years she'd been in practice is how many more people are willing to perjure themselves in court these days. Oh, my God. That telling oh, the really? truth doesn't mean anything to them. Oh for those gosh. of you who are familiar with American politics, especially the last 25, 30 years, May recall during an impeachment process for one of our former presidents that he made the comment, and I'm paraphrasing a bit, but he said, well, that depends on what your definition of is, is. <laughs> I thought, what a, um, what a crazy thing to say. What splitting hairs. Well, then I just took it upon myself to look up in the Black's Law Dictionary the definition of is. There are 14 definitions of is. Oh, my gosh. So, you know, you're talking about the word illegal and different things. Right. We're parsing our way into a, a pretty dismal future if we don't well, understand we have the to be, truth behind you know, what we're saying. If we want good government, we have to be self-governing. Yeah. And when you think about things, you know, if someone gives you an extra $5 in change at the cash register, okay, you, pretty simple, isn't it? Do you, do you give it back? Do you say, oh, well, it's their problem. I didn't do anything wrong. I've got it. You know, in other words, when do you draw the line at what behavior is acceptable and what isn't? Well, $5 is not a big deal. But when it comes to time to do your income taxes, you know, how far do you stretch things? Well, the government's got plenty of money. I have hardly any. You know, you, you can see how the rationalization. Oh, yeah. And when we lose the gold standard of behavior that says, yeah, $5 to this store is not going to make any difference, but it makes a difference to me because that's not the way I live. Yeah. And so if we have people that will take that standard, then, of course, it's reflected at every level of society and gets reflected in government as well. But when we're all sort of trying to get a little bit on the side, and, you know, I, I worked for a while in Africa, and Africa should be a rich and bountiful continent. I mean, the place I was had a, just tremendous natural resources, but the corruption was so bad that the society could not grow. And, of course, it never got down to the people um, at the lower levels of society. So, 
again, we get what we deserve. We get what we deserve. And, well, and, and you know, you have to you have to remember that there's a recording angel up there. You know, <laughs> that's right. We don't. And, and, and no I, somehow or another, I'm thinking of the way my mother would respond. You know, if I was thinking about keeping that five dollars, she would go up. She was a character. Well, it'll burn a hole in your pocket until you take it back. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, let's take a break. We've got one more to go here. And when we come back, we'll talk perhaps about the role of karma in the election of our leaders. Be back in a moment. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. Uh, Once again, we are back. I'm Tom. He's Terry and he's Sid. And today we're talking about good government and God's will. And just to kind of recap again, you know, we're talking about how uh, God government, good government should be focused in truth, God's will, opportunity, and the freedom to express ourselves and to eventually reunion with God. And so I just want to just make this point that when we're talking about good government, and because we said this in the break too, we, we want to make sure that it's, it always has a hopeful aspect. That's right. That was seem, what I wanted to well, say. Well, it may yeah. seem challenging. It might seem hard at times to even imagine a certain person in office. Nonetheless, God's will is good. And, and the power of one to affect things. And, of course, you know, we think of George Washington. And if you study his life, I mean, he did not have an easy life. He was betrayed repeatedly in circumstances where it seemed like there was no solution whatsoever. Right. I mean, none. Um, certainly far worse than what we're experiencing today in some ways. So there's always hope, but of course, hope comes from action. And, you know, we can't, uh, you know, I'm not the President of the United States, so I can't do certain things, but you know what? I can make the prayers and call for an ascended master to overshadow the President, all decisions and acts he makes according to God's holy will. So there's a lot we can do as individuals, but we can't be asleep. And that, of course, is the biggest challenge for the ascended masters. When people are asleep, Yes, literally, but also asleep to what's going on in the world because they're so busy with their own personal needs. Well, and, you know, frankly, I don't mean to be harsh, but ignorance is no excuse that, you know, being asleep is a choice. 
And if we continue to make that choice, we get what we deserve. And we have, you know, you get the, the karma of the country you live in. So if, in this case, the United States, if they do certain things as a government, if we don't challenge that in a legal and appropriate way, then we get the karma for that action. That's right. And I was reading this pearl in preparation for this show from uh, Archangel Raphael. And he's encouraging us to, to speak out and to talk to people and to teach people. And so it's one thing to sit at home at your little altar and pray, which, which is what's, that's where I'd much prefer to be today. But it's well, another to get out there. And you know, there's a science to the two-by-two, two, for instance. You know, if you, the there's an energy, factor, there's, sure. there's an alpha-omega energy. But anyway, just to get out and to educate people and to talk to people. Well, well we have an accountability. And again, you, ignorance is no excuse under the law. And we can't get up to heaven and say, well, I didn't know. You know, because, well, did you try to find the truth? Well, I was busy with this or busy with that. So you have to have balance in your life and take care of your family and work and everything. But if all of us are silent, then those that are speaking will not be speaking the truth. And they will have their day. And I think one of the Ascended Masters told us that if, uh, if someone assumes the mantle of President of the United States and may not have the full honor that maybe their great white brotherhood is uh, expecting that person to have, we can share in that mantle. We as keepers of the flame can mm-hmm. share in that mantle. And I think whether we know we have it or not, it's a good idea to act as though you have the mantle of the President of the United States and do something about it with your prayers and, and your actions. Well, and as uh, Mrs. Prophet reminded us too, again, to reconsecrate ourselves daily to the will of God. That it isn't a foregone conclusion, but to ask for that awareness, for that yeah, precision. And we shouldn't assume that we know exactly um, you know, what needs to be done. Obviously, on broader issues, we understand the teachings. And, uh, for instance, we need to, you know, on this planet, you need to have a physical defense well, right? and, and things like that. So there are things there, but obviously the nuances of decisions and actions, you know, when you make the prayers and calls, all according to God's holy will. Let me just add one other thing here. Sure. The, the world is, is, a, is, you know, afraid of terrorism and with good cause because of the randomness and the viciousness of it. We can make prayers for the angels to go forth expose all terrorist plots before they manifest in the physical, you know, so that they can be stopped. Mm-hmm. This is a very legitimate call. I don't think anybody would argue with that. Nope. Um, but if, if we make the call, then there will be an exposure if enough people are doing it, and things don't have to happen, you know, like the thing in Paris and so forth, and, and other terrorism around the world. So there, right in itself, God exposed the plots of these um, uh, evil plots of terrorism and everything else before they can manifest in the physical so they can be stopped. You never know what's going to stop the thing. And I, again, I don't want to give George Washington a, a, too much of a run here today. But, you know, when he was betrayed by Benedict Arnold, it was just, quote, unquote, happen chance that the person who was coming to, to give Benedict the information was arrested and they discovered the plot. Now, when I say happen chance, obviously, I believe the angels arranged that because they had the sponsors of America and the prayers and so forth. So what we do matters politically. Uh, not only how we vote and the position we take in our society, but what we do spiritually can make all the difference. Again, I'll go back to Mother Mary said once, there have been bills before the Congress of the United States that certainly were not God's will that be passed. And there wasn't one person that made a call on those bills. And if they had, those bills could have been stopped. Yes, indeed. So that's how important the individual is. Well, and there are other areas, too, where we can certainly pray for exposure for any schemes to, to rig the elections. To well, you know. I have an example of that. We have a decree to call to Cyclopeia, right. which is the all-seeing eye of God. 
And we've done a marathons to that and where we do several days of calls to Cyclopea to expose the truth and expose the lie. And our community many years ago did that for, for an extended period. And right after that, the, the uh, Watergate was, was exposed and oh, came wow. to the surface. Hmm. So the hidden things shall become known, it says in the Bible. And they can become known when we make the calls to expose those things that are done in secret, that are not God's will and not the truth and not for the benefit of the people in this nation or any nation on this planet. You know, I have a, when I make my violet flame decrease uh, during the day, I make a call that, that the violet flame burn away the veils of secrecy that the fallen angels have placed around themselves to keep their deeds from being known. And so I see it like as a, you know, just a veil, and then all of a sudden, poof, you know, it's gone. And there they are, you know, they're running around scrambling, you know, trying, <laughs> trying to hide themselves. Like, Naked like before cockroaches. God and man. What's that? Naked before God and man. They, yeah. well, all the things they build up, their power, their prestige, their position, it's all shall be gone. But we have to make the calls. That's right. And, and if we don't make the calls, they can go on for a very long time. And I make the calls every single day now to the seven archangels and their divine compliments. Yeah. To just go out there and just... It's, it's a great thing to do. Any of you, we all can do this, and we do it every day. And I should say also that God's will is not fatalism. It's not a matter of, oh, well, you know. I mean, there's a certain dynamic to this whole expression of God's will that incorporates us as co-creators with God. So I want to make sure that it's clear that we're not simply victims of God's will. Again, it isn't fatalism. It is a dynamic process of unfolding the truth. And you said, you know, said about we expose schemes, the plots, the ploys, the strategies of the fallen ones, the ones that have money, influence, and power to try to steer things the way they want it to go, one person standing up can stop that from happening. It isn't something we have to have and not we use, millions, but we can have a handful. And we use the creative power of the word to affect change. Oh, yeah. And we're powerful. We are. God in us is powerful. God in that's us is right. powerful. Yeah, I can assure you, I'm not very powerful. <laughs> but God in me is powerful. And that's, oh, yeah. we, in God's name, we call forth the light. And we call forth the, the, the saving of souls and for, you know, for the fallen ones to be stripped of their power, that they can't manipulate the people of God on this planet, which they've been doing for a very, very long time. And for the saving of America, too, because, you know, America is a, uh, is a pilot for the rest of the nations. And there's a reason why there are borders around nations. And, and different mm-hmm. nations have different karma. And mm-hmm. somebody's on the phone. Hey! <laughs> different nations have different karma that's the reason that the groups are embodied the way they are around the, around the planet and we are just a pilot program because St. Germain couldn't create it in Europe he came over here and he created it in America yeah so, and so America you know has to succeed for the planet to succeed and that doesn't mean that you support the fallen angels in this country but it means you support the divine plan for America because it's key as a sponsored nation to get the level of sponsorship other nations need to, to achieve these things too. And, you know, yeah. and, and on perhaps a joyful note, you know, El Moria said that he and the masters work with whoever's in, in, in that office. Yeah. They might so, not get the best. And every nation, you know, there's a lot of imperfect leaders on this planet. Oh, one or two. But you can certainly pray for them to be guided, um, sometimes in spite of themselves. And there's some people that go to intentions, but they just aren't too competent. So uh, <laughs> you got to pray for them to have that wisdom and understanding. But, you know, I think, Tom, just I know we're running short on time, but I think realize that what we do as individuals matters tremendously. You know, what am I? I'm one person out of 350 million in this country. What can I do? Well, I can exercise my freedom to vote, take a stand and make my views known, you know, as a citizen. But more importantly, I can call forth the light and the will of God working through angels and willing hearts if they knew the truth 
would do better. And yeah. so what we do as individuals, wherever we are in this nation or throughout this planet, is absolutely key to the victory. And I think as a reminder, we've talked about this before, that one stalwart chila, one warrior, one decree warrior can hold the balance for millions. Yeah. That's power. God in them can do So, yeah, yeah, God in you can do miracles. So let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Stay in touch with us. We're at webradio at tsl.org, yep. webradio at tsl.org. And what else, Tom? Well, you know, we've got books on the subject of the masters and their retreats. Oh, that's the, a great uh, The one. Great White Brotherhood in America's Culture and Government, I think, or I'm not sure the exact title. But yeah. if you go to tsl.org and look in the search bar, look in the bookstore under God Government, you'll find a number of things that are worth reading. So study, as we all study to be better, study to be aware, study to know God's will, and reconsecrate yourself daily. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult at times, (laughs) the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless everyone. Until next week, be well. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. 